Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Hey math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Martin Gardner was a once-in-a-century kind of guy. If you aren't familiar with his prolific writing, and in particular his amazing collection of math and logic puzzles, well, you really should be. I own at least a dozen books authored by Martin Gardner, and each and every one of them is a true treasure. When Mr. Gardner passed away in 2010, he left math fans of the world with enough material to keep us entertained and educated for at least two lifetimes. As part of the celebration of the 100th anniversary of his birth, Scientific American has put together a wonderful Martin Gardner tribute page, where you can find out much more about his life and work. You can find a link to that page in the web article version of this podcast at quickanddirtytips.com slash mathdude. I encourage you to check it out right away. As part of my own tribute, I'm going to feature some of Mr. Gardner's best-known puzzles from his book, My Best Mathematical and Logic Puzzles, in both this and future episodes. Martin Gardner's puzzles span a huge range of styles and subjects. And to give you a taste of what you have in store once you dive into his world, today we're going to take a look at three of them. The very first puzzle in Martin Gardner's book, My Best Mathematical and Logic Puzzles, is called The Returning Explorer. We talked about a similar puzzle back in the Math Dude episode called Advice for New College Grads, How to Use Math to Land Your Dream Job. Here's how Mr. Gardner poses this puzzle. An explorer walks one mile due south, turns and walks one mile due east, turns again and walks one mile due north. He finds himself back where he started. He then shoots a bear. What color is that bear? Mr. Gardner goes on to write, The time-honored answer is white. And that's because the explorer must have started at the North Pole. Before we continue with Mr. Gardner's exposition, do you understand why the North Pole is an answer to this puzzle? If you imagine standing at Earth's North Pole, you'll find that any direction you walk is south. There's no other way to go. So, walking one mile south, which means any direction, then one mile east, then one mile north, lands you right back where you started from. Mr. Gardner goes on to write, But not long ago, someone made the discovery that the North Pole is not the only starting point that satisfies the given conditions. Can you think of any other spot on the globe from which one could walk a mile south, a mile east, a mile north, and find himself back at his original location? Take a minute and try to come up with another possibility. Then come back when you're ready for the answer. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car 
with a backup plan. Okay, ready for another possibility? It turns out that in addition to the North Pole, there are an infinite number of places you could be on the globe. Yes, that's right. There are infinitely many possible starting locations. How in the world is that possible? Well, somewhere near the South Pole, there's a line of latitude whose distance around the Earth is exactly one mile. If you're at this latitude and walk one mile east, you'll end up right back where you started. And if you start at a point one mile north of this, your trip will take you one mile south to this special latitude. Then one mile east around the globe, and finally one mile north back to where you started from. It doesn't matter where you start on the line around the globe, one mile north of this special latitude. Any of the infinite locations along that line will work. But that's not the end of the infinities, because if you think about it, you'll see that the lines of latitude near the South Pole, whose distances around the Earth are exactly one half a mile, one third of a mile, one fourth of a mile, and so on, will always bring you right back to the point that you started from after two, three, four, or some other integer number of trips around the world. Which means that the infinitely many locations one mile north of these special latitudes all solve the puzzle as well. I enjoy geometric puzzles like this because they force you to stretch your brain and think about things in ways that you perhaps haven't before. But since I'm an astrophysicist by trade, I'm truly a sucker for good basic physics puzzles, and Martin Gardner presents plenty of those in his books too. The 21st puzzle in my best mathematical and logic puzzles is just such a problem. It's called the colliding missiles. Mr. Gardner writes: Two missiles speed directly toward each other, one at 9,000 miles per hour and the other at 21,000 miles per hour. They start 1,317 miles apart. Without using pencil and paper, calculate how far apart they are one minute before they collide. To summarize, we've got two objects moving towards each other at different speeds. We know the distance separating them when they start hurtling toward one another, and we need to figure out how far apart they'll be precisely one minute before colliding without pencil and paper. Sounds hard, right? Believe it or not, solving this puzzle is actually pretty easy. The trick is to ignore the irrelevant bits of information, namely how far apart the missiles are at the outset. And focus on what's important. The key thing to realize in this puzzle is that the relevant physics of one missile traveling 9,000 miles per hour towards another, moving 21,000 miles per hour, is the same as the relevant physics of one missile flying at 30,000 miles per hour towards a stationary missile. Do you see why? If you think about it, you'll see that the combined speeds work out to be the same in the two cases. Why does this matter? Because once we're thinking about one missile moving at 30,000 miles per hour towards a stationary object, we can see that the distance between these objects one minute before impact is simply the distance the object moving 30,000 miles per hour travels in one minute. And all we have to do to figure that out is employ a bit of unit conversion math to find that 30,000 miles per hour is the same as 500 miles per minute. Which means that the two missiles are 500 miles apart, one minute before impact. While I love both physics and logic puzzles, it's hard to beat a good old-fashioned number puzzle, which is exactly what you'll find in the 20th puzzle in Martin Gardner's aforementioned book. 
This puzzle is called the repetitious number, and as Mr. Gardner writes, goes something like this: Ask spectator A to jot down any three-digit number, and then to repeat the digits in the same order to make a six-digit number. For example, three hundred ninety-four thousand three hundred ninety-four. With your back turned so that you cannot see the number, ask A to pass the sheet of paper to spectator B, who is requested to divide the number by seven. Don't worry about the remainder. You tell him because there won't be any. B is surprised to discover you were right. Without telling you the result, he passes it on to spectator C, who is told to divide it by eleven. Once again, you state that there will be no remainder, and this also proves correct. With your back still turned and no knowledge whatsoever of the figures obtained by these computations. You direct a fourth spectator, D, to divide the last result by 13. Again, the division comes out even. This final result is written on a slip of paper, which is folded and handed to you. Without opening it, you pass it on to spectator A. Open this, you tell him, and you will find your original three-digit number. Can you, as Martin Gardner challenges, prove that the trick cannot fail to work? Meaning it always works, regardless of the digits chosen by the first spectator. It's a great question, but unfortunately, we're all out of time for today. Which means I'm going to have to leave you to think about this puzzle for a while on your own. But be sure to join the Math Dude podcast next week for the answer. Be sure to check out Scientific American's Martin Gardner tribute page for tons of fascinating information about the great man. You can find a link to that page in the web article version of this podcast at quickanddirtytips.com/mathdude. For more fun with math, please check out my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. And remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook at facebook.com/themathdude and on Twitter at twitter.com/jasonmarshall. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Start your electric journey right here, right now, with a Volvo XC90 recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge, with a hybrid option for longer adventures, contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com/us. The Volvo XC90 recharge plug-in hybrid, the electric car with a backup plan.